Hey, I'm your host, Sarah Adam Check, and you are listening to the Connected and Well podcast. This is a podcast for those of you who are ready to up-level your life. If you're ready to become more mindful, stick to the habits you create, shed stress and overwhelm, and shift your mindset from limiting beliefs and fear so you can hop off the sidelines and go create your dream life, I've got you. Join the conversation. Let's go. Hey, hey, I'm your host, Sarah Adam Chack, and you're listening to the Connected and Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's show is so informational. We have Erin McCarthy on the show. She is a nutritionist. She's into all things health and wellness, and she is the perfect person to be our very first guest on this show. I am super pumped about it. She was such a joy to talk with, and she dropped so many simple things that we can start doing right now to feel better, get healthier, and guys, the answer is totally going to surprise you, and start to heal our gastrointestinal system, or otherwise known as our gut health. You're definitely going to want to tune in for this one, so let's get started. Hello, Erin. How are you? I am so good. It's so wonderful to see your beautiful face. (laughs) How are you? you. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. I'm excited to share all of your knowledge with our audience. Oh, I'm excited to be here with you. So thank you for the invite. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I know that you are into health. (laughs) You're just super healthy. You're into all the things, wellness, and you're into helping others. Have you always been healthy? Did you grow up in a healthy family? Grow up in a healthy family where health was definitely a priority, but no, I definitely went through my, oh, yay, I can buy whatever sugar cereal I want because my mom doesn't (laughs) have control anymore. (laughs) So no, I have not always been healthy as far as uh, my diet goes, I guess. Yeah. And when did you first start caring about that? You know, I cared about diet, I guess, even in my teenage years as a high schooler, like that's when I went vegetarian, I started caring about like ethical things and um, different reasons. I don't know if it was necessarily health driven back then, but caring more probably as a young adult, maybe like after I had kids, you know, that's when I really like pregnancy and having little kids, I definitely dove in head first. That makes sense. That's a good right? time. That's a good time. <laughs> like and then you sudden, want to share yeah, that. It wasn't about me. Yes, absolutely. So when did you first realize that you wanted to share your love of all things nutrition and helping people get healthy with others? What was that inspired spark within you? You know, I think it's when we lived in Kansas and Arkansas, especially because my husband was military. And so we moved around and being born and raised in California, I kind of thought like everybody was active and cared about what they ate and had access to all these fresh fruits and vegetables. And it was really when we started moving around with the military that I saw a great need for health education and nutrition education. And there, there's just a big need for it in, in a lot of other places in our country that I, I was kind of naive to um, prior to moving there, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you were seeing women, families, just not really having the education that. Yeah, you know, I guess as a mom, to. 
I always have, I've always thought that all of us moms are always the best that we can. Like we just want the absolute best for our kids. So what I was seeing is clearly these parents just don't have the tools in their toolbox or know any different because they wouldn't purposely be harming their children. And you'd see like behavior issues and obesity and just health issues in general coming from like little kids. And this was in homeschooling groups. So these parents were pouring their all into their kids in so many other aspects of their lives. It just seemed like a big light bulb that, you know, they obviously just didn't have the the information or the access or something was there was a missing link, clearly. And so that inspired you to go on and start getting your certifications. Did you start teaching like wellness circles while you lived there or kind of? Yeah, like people started asking me questions all the time. What are you eating? What are you doing? So it actually started, I remember in Arkansas, when my kids were little, we were in a homeschool group, and I did like a green smoothie challenge for all the moms. Like, these are people who weren't eating vegetables, you know, so just trying to kind of it was very informal, very fun. And that kind of inspired me to go back to college, like, let's finish your education. Let's do something more with this. I really just found joy in seeing other people improve themselves. Nice. I bet that was so rewarding seeing these families that didn't have a lot of vegetables in their system to now they're coming to you for advice and they're like, Hey, we want more green smoothies. Like I could see Mm -hmm, why that would, mm -hmm. how that would be inspiring. So you went back to school. What are some things that you're doing now? Tell us about like what Um, you're up to. Okay. So now like fast forward, gosh, it's been like 15 years. (laughs) So I did go back. I, um, I finished my bachelor's in um, health and wellness. And then I did like an integrative nutrition certification. Um, then I did nutritional therapy school. Then I went into, um, the art and science of gastro, um, intestinal healing, which was super fascinating. Um, I'm also a runner. So there's a big link there with gut health and runners in general. We seem to have a lot of GI issues. Um, so I was kind of drawn to that as my children aged and kind of just moving along, working with different groups of people. Now I've, I have a lot of one-on-one clients. So a lot of GI cases, digestive issues. And then I'm also working with another nutritional therapy practitioner locally. And we just wrote a program and we're teaching group classes and it's called your real food RX. So your real food prescription. And actually I have a wrote this here. Yeah. So we've got a book that we wrote and we have different modules and we teach group classes every week. It's super fun. Kind of go through like a, just a seven week program of clearing things out and yeah, learning about different health topics. It's been really fun. Okay. So I know that you're a runner. One of your biggest achievements thus far, you ran 100 miles. That's crazy. How did that feel? Western States. (laughs) I ran Western States. Western States 100 miler is a pretty famous trail run out here. Um, How did that feel? Gosh, looking back, I'm like, pinch me. Did that happen? (laughs) Yeah. But yet it did. And it it felt magical. It's the closest I'll get to feeling famous. (laughs) That's for sure. I love that. I'm sure you had your whole team with you. How often do you run? Like four or five days a week. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. She has trails. She's running through like mountains. It's so beautiful where she lives. I heard you say that runners have a lot of GI issues. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) And I guess us non-runners as well, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. My clientele is definitely split both. I've got both. So what is something that if someone listening is like, I have no idea what they're talking about, gut health, I'm, I'm hearing it, it's kind of a new word I'm starting to hear. <clears throat> what is something they can look for, like one or two things that they should be on the lookout for, like signs in their body and their health that mm. could maybe show that, hey, there might be some issues? Yeah. So I like to say a lot of these uh, signs and symptoms are things that are common. And so we all think of them as normal, but normal and common are two totally different things, right? So like being bloated or burping all the time, or that like overly full feeling after a meal, those are all very common things. Acid reflux, common, not normal, right? Like we shouldn't be living with that. All these food sensitivities, again, very common, but really most of the time it's directly linked to um, your gut health and the um, intestinal lining integrity, basically. Mm. Wow. So a lot of things are common. They're not, (laughs) they're not normal. So what are some things like, what are two things we can do right now to like start getting a little healthier gut health? Yes. Um, Improve our gut health. So if you directly link to gut health, I would say there's a gut brain connection, right? So everything that you're teaching on a regular basis, the breath work and really activating that parasympathetic nervous system is so critical for digestion. When you take those few deep breaths and you kind of feel that light switch just change in your body, you know how how you feel, right? All of us who do breath work know that- It's like a matter of like 30 seconds and you're in a different mind and different body. Mm -hmm. So that switch, you want to flip that so that you activate that parasympathetic nervous system. Anytime that you're digesting food, anytime that you're eating a meal, it should be very sacred. And you could take a few deep breaths, take a moment for gratitude, do whatever gets you to flip that switch. When you're in that relaxed state, that's when you truly can absorb your nutrients from your food. And if you think so about eating it in like the car logical, is probably not a good idea. Driving with your knee while you're eating a salad does you know yeah. good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, um, I'm like, think about how your grandma would like have you sit down at the table and like talk about your day and positive things. That is what we need. We need to kind of go back in time even discussing taxes or having an argument at the dinner table or talking about anything intense, you feel that switch into that fight or flight state. And when you're in that state, your body is pulling all the blood from your digestive system to your extremities, because as far as it knows, there's a bear over there and you need to run. So digestion doesn't happen in that space because it's doesn't matter if you have energy tomorrow, if you're not going to survive 30 minutes from now, right? Yes. So the body's always prioritizing things. So you want to make sure that you're in that relaxed state, you allow your body to absorb the nutrients, because there's nothing to fear here. It's actually time to rest and digest. Nice. So, I love that. That is so simple yeah. that we can all start doing right now. Exactly. Yes. Exactly right away. And you know, one of the things people are always concerned about is losing weight or like counting calories and all that kind of stuff. If you would just relax and breathe, your body would be like, sweet, I can use these fat stores. Instead, we're like running around all uptight with our shoulders and our ears and our body's like, I'm not letting go of this. There's clearly danger on the horizon. There's a famine on the way. There's all these stressful things. 
So you're not even giving your body permission to use that stored energy because we're always super stressed. Yeah. There's so many other interconnected things, right? It's like the food web, but breath, breathe, just breathe. That makes (laughs) so much sense. Major thing we can do, right? Yes. Oh, that totally makes sense. I heard you mention like our shoulders are always up to our ears. Totally. (laughs) They are. And that is a sign of, you know, we are starting to get in that stress mode. What's something for you that if you start to see yourself starting to get stressed in life or maybe a little anxious, what do you do? Well, it depends. If I'm in a place that I have to be inside, then breath work, hands down. If I can get outside, if I can put my feet on the ground, on the dirt, on the soil, in the grass, if I can take that moment to ground myself, if I can be in the trees, that's really where I want to be. So Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, I have so many trails nearby. If I have the time and I feel myself stressed, that's where I head. I mean, I'm just in the woods. If I can't leave the room (laughs) in my office and I feel stressed, that's where I just, you know, take a few minutes for some breath work, close the eyes, shut down um, and really tune in. Yeah. That's great advice. I love hearing you say nature because I really am a big believer in when we're starting to feel overwhelmed, when we start to not feel like ourselves, get outside, get some oh, fresh absolutely. air, go put your back next to a tree, whatever. And then I love that right. you know, we don't all have access to the woods at all the time. So yeah, if you are in your office, you can't get outside, just slowing your breathing, making sure mm-hmm. exhale is longer than your inhale. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always put on like nature sounds too. Like there's that direct connection between humans and the outside world. Like we've, we've lost that so much yes. that it can be really grounding just to put on ocean waves. Like we, yeah. most of us have a smartphone or have access to nature sounds and you can close your eyes and be in nature in two seconds. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay, so we talked a lot about gut health and this and that and regulating our nervous system. If you could tell Mm -hmm. us one thing that we can actually do just to improve our overall health. Like, Mm. I know it's a no brainer. We all know. But what would Aaron tell us something that we could just (laughs) get started with? You know, what's so funny is I work with a lot of one on one clients. And we almost always start with this. So I'm going to say it even though we all know it. (laughs) We need to hydrate. Okay. There is nothing that happens in the body when you are not hydrated. You don't have enough blood volume to like transport the nutrients throughout your system. You can't regulate your temperature. You can't digest your food and make gastric juices. You can't like your skin doesn't look healthy. Your hair doesn't look healthy. There are so many things, even like getting the nutrients into your cells, like on a cellular level cannot happen if you are not adequately hydrated. And I guess the flip side of that is also you need minerals, right? You have to have your electrolytes and your, your water. You want to make sure that there's a balance there. So don't just go out and do, you know, drink gallons of water. And ideally you're sipping your water and you're hydrating throughout the day. You're not, you know, making up for it (laughs) right before bed, drinking 40 (laughs) ounces. This is not a procrastination and makeup situation. Like you need to be sipping water throughout the day. I always tell people, think of your body tissues like a sponge. And we've all seen like that dried up hard sponge at the kitchen sink. And if you take a whole pitcher of water and like pour that pitcher over the sponge, the water is like all over the counter and like does Mm -hmm. nothing. But if you like slowly pour, then the the sponge starts to hydrate, like, and it can absorb so much more. So think of that, like your body tissues and take slow sips throughout the day and like adequately hydrated for sure. 
That if is I such had a to, good like, visualization. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm a very visual person. So everything comes out in like, imagine this. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started such a on good visualization stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's kind of how it works. So um, thinking about it that way, I think will help motivate people to sit throughout the day, hydrate your tissues. And then um, I always say, you know, you want to aim for about half your body weight in ounces of water. People always ask like, do I have to drink eight glasses? What, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's super bio-individual. So going from there, depending on climate activity, that kind of a thing. But yes. if you just want like a number to start with half your body weight in ounces, Okay. You weigh 120, Perfect. 60 ounces a day. That's, that's easy to follow. I like that. Right. Then we're Just, not having, uh, like bust yeah. out the calculator yeah. too hard. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and divide by eight involved. and then multiply by right. two. <laughs> right. Exactly. And let's figure it out in kilograms. No. Yes. <laughs> let's not. Yeah, totally. Perfect. Perfect. I'm guilty sometimes of it's late at night, almost bedtime. I'm like, oh, I need to drink my water. I, Cause you feel it. So Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that advice. We will all start drinking yeah. more water throughout the day and we'll yeah. get started early. <laughs> yeah. Start starting your day with water would be a good one too, because we lose so much water through the night. Not only are we not drinking, but every breath is expelling moisture into the air. So we're losing that throughout the night. And most people get up and they go straight to coffee or straight to tea. Yes. Have a glass of water while your coffee's brewing. Like do your body a little bit of a favor start rehydrating first. Absolutely. Yes. I heard you say something about motivation and I think you're probably a pretty motivated person. Just, you know, you made it through your 100 miler. You're, you always have all these races. You're on track. You're just so healthy, but I know you're human. What is something that (laughs) you do? (laughs) What's something (laughs) that when you start feeling unmotivated in your life, what helps shift your mindset? Like what Mm. does it for you? So I guess there's a couple of different things. If I lose motivation for like a larger long-term goal, that would be different than if I have like short-term goals. Like if I don't have the motivation to get up and show up at yoga class, I am like Gretchen Rubin's work about uh, the four tendencies. I don't know if you know much of her work, but I am 100% an obliger. Like if anybody looks at her four tendencies, I'm totally an obliger. I do have a little bit of upholder in me, so I can be self-motivated. But I do best when other people are counting on me. So I kind of manipulate that. I sign up for yoga classes in person and I sign up for them ahead of time. And my friends know what my schedule is. They know which ones I'm going to. Most of the time I have somebody meeting me there. Same with runs. I do the same thing. I schedule group runs. I'm the um, vice president of our local trail running club and I schedule group runs. They're my runs, but Mm. I put them in our weekly email people are counting on me. I'm the one showing them the way on the trails. I'm leading those runs. As far as like my big long-term goals, keeping me accountable, I do share those with like my intimate circle. Um, But I also have utilized coaching services and things like that so that I'm somebody is holding me accountable. Somebody's going to ask me if I did the thing. Yeah. Right. Because my husband will let me off the hook. My friends will let me off the hook, but a coach that's actually supposed to coach you. Yes. Will will not let you off the hook if they're, you know, worth their weight. So as an obliger, I can't always pick my best friend to be my accountability partner. Okay. That is solid advice. Get yourself an accountability partner. Make sure your friends hold you accountable. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it it really depends. You got to figure out how you, what motivates you and how you work. And then 
twist it on yourself and use it against yourself to make it happen, you know? Exactly. And taking breaks, getting outside and doing your breath work in between all those moments when you're starting to feel stressed and motivated. Yeah. Right. Journal about how good you feel when it's done and go back to that. Right. Yes. Like tap back into that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say that you um, are an avid journaler? Is that something that you have in your practice? Um, I do like to journal. I'm not always great about it. I just started using day one, which is an app. And that has been really helpful. I'm more of a pen to paper person, but the app, it makes me do it no (laughs) matter where I am. I feel you. I'm, I'm, I have an app as well. Growth day app and the journal is right there. I love it. But yeah, paper, there's nothing that holds a candle to pen and paper. I feel it fluidly just leaves your body in a very different way than typing. But yeah, but Hey, whatever it takes to get it done. Totally. Yep. (laughs) I've heard you mention yoga. So I know this about you that you love yoga. You are actually a teacher you are you primarily teaching yin yoga or do you teach all kinds and tell us about yin Yin. because some people have no idea what that is okay so yin yoga yes i primarily teach yin yoga it's funny because i've always obviously as a runner i've been a go 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 person and that like set goals achieve achieve push you know demand a lot from your body and when i found yin yoga which yin yoga is long extended holds I want to say passive poses, but that makes it sound easy. And it's anything but easy. It's just long extended holds, mostly on the floor, but you're releasing your muscles from their duties and kind of letting things go and really getting into the connective tissue, into the fascia, the joints, the ligaments. So it is polar opposite of running or strength training or anything else that I do. When I found yin yoga, the hardest part for me was my brain. It just would not stop. Like, did that teacher forget I'm still in this shape? Why am I still here? Is she asleep up there? Like, this is ridiculous. I can't keep my leg like this any longer. All those things. Yes. There's a lesson in what's happening in my brain and getting to like tune inward and go inside. Not to mention, I felt the health of my fascia and my like connective tissue, just even just hydrating all of those things. It improved my running physically and mentally it made me much stronger. So yes, now I teach it. I truly believe that having the yin and the yang, having those polar opposites in our lives is so important to create balance. I have found a love for yin that I never would have guessed I had years ago when I first walked into that class because it was so hard. I can tell you just (laughs) from personal experience, yin is one of the forms of yoga along with restorative that I feel like it really saved me in the heart of my chronic stress. So I definitely suggest yin. I suggest restorative if Mm -hmm. you know, you're in a state where incredibly healing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yin yoga for the win. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these wonderful tips with us about our health, our nutrition. I want to take it a little bit personal. Now, what is something that makes you feel most alive? Oh my God. Thing for you that you're just like, ah, yes, this is it. This is what life is about. I would say, well, of course, being in nature, but I'm going to say when I feel that awe, I don't know, there's no other word for it, just awe inspiring views, vistas, um, nature in general. So usually I'm running and usually I have ran to a point where I get somewhere where you see nothing but vast nature. 
And I have this moment of just awe where I, I actually sometimes feel sad that not everybody in the world can run 20 miles and get to this point or, you know, can hike all day to get here and see this or can't travel this far or whatever. But yeah, I have to say those views in nature when you're, when your lungs are burning and things are just so open. Mm, Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. hiking this weekend. We went to Santa Fe and uh, Taos. Yeah. And we had already been hiking like two hours and John, I was like, okay, I'm good. But the, right. the top was like right there. And so John was like, <laughs> come on, it's just like literally right here. So I was like, okay. But yeah, the view from the top was incredible. Mm-hmm. What's something that, you know, you are so passionate about running. If someone hasn't ever ran, but they want to, what would you suggest their first step would be? to just be like on the track to run. Oh yeah. I would just say, you know, gosh, I started with, or being able to hike a mountain. Yeah. I started with a women can run clinic. So I started with like a couch to 5k. I would say for anybody who is um, somebody who enjoys being around people, find a group, find a group of locals that are excited to show other people the trails of running of the mountains. There's usually hiking groups, places, there's always like those 52 hike challenges or Mm -hmm. things that you can find and even find online groups and get advice of where to go. And I think a big piece is start small, but also start, start reading about places that you could go and things that you can see that would motivate you Mm -hmm. to to push yourself to the next level, you know? I like that. So not just thinking about running around your neighborhood, though that's important. Really look at a place you can go and visit. And that I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, I will run around my neighborhood to get my training in, (laughs) but I'm not running around my neighborhood and pushing myself on that run because I want to run around my neighborhood. Yeah. I'm running around my neighborhood because I want to go hike Mount Whitney, you know? Yeah. I want to be able to cross the Grand Canyon I did that last year and that's what all those neighborhood runs added up to. Mm-hmm. So it's about that bigger adventure, right? That, yes. that, that's the goal. The goal yeah. is not to be able to run circles around my neighborhood. I love that. That's so inspiring. Yeah. So adventure. You're, you're planning on hiking Mount Whitney this summer? Yes. Um, we're going to do Mount Whitney on August 1st, which is our anniversary, my husband and I. Cool. So yeah, we're hiking Mount Whitney that day. That'll that's be good. Great. I love that. I can't wait to follow your journey. Um, yes. Would you say that is your big, like a big goal that you have is to climb Mount Whitney? Um, or what's your, like your biggest something oh, like you could just dream big, big for your life. What what's on your list? Big, big. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things I really want to do is I want to go take like a week backpacking trip in Peru. Like I really, and there's some ruins there that you can't just access via train or anything yet. And I would love to take the four or five day backpacking trip just out in the jungle. I just want to see it. I want to see the ruins the way they are before super tourism comes in. That sounds so dreamy. Yeah, so I know. It right? sounds like we'll you're setting yourself up. I mean, like you're setting <laughs> yourself up with health and you're, you're putting in the work with running and hiking. So that dream does not seem too far for you. When do you think you want to accomplish that or go on this big trip? To do it for our 25th wedding anniversary, which would be a little over a year from now. Okay. I think that would be really fun. It really depends on global climate, like, you know, safety wise, if it's yes. going to be safe to travel down there or what. Um, but we are kind of watching that. And I think that would be great. I'd love to go there. 
Mm, that sounds great. Sounds like a beautiful dream. That you know, fingers crossed. That is, I know you'll, I know you'll achieve it. So that's great. Oh, thanks. What is something that just nourishes you? I think we kind of have you pretty pegged, but is there anything else that just, like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you've got it all, the nature, Brian, you do the yoga. Yeah. Is there anything else that just nourishes you? Yeah. People. I love people. Like yes. I, I think what really nourishes me is when I see somebody else achieve their goal or, um, feel really good, whether that be helping somebody get to a running goal and I'm coaching them or, you know, they're getting rid of some health issues they've had and they're just feeling better or just watching people walk out of yin yoga and they're like in a blissful state, you Mm -hmm. know, that's really nourishing to my soul to see people just improve in whatever way they want and need. Well, it sounds like you're doing that in life, just helping to nourish people. And I know I've gained a lot just from listening to you. And I know the listeners will as well. Is there anything that you would like to leave us with before we get into all the details about where we can find you? You know, follow your heart. We, I, this whole health journey and wellness journey is so multifaceted that I like to picture it like, you know, the food web that we learn in fourth grade, (laughs) you pull on the one string, you know, you pull on the fly and like all the other things start to fall down. Yes. I think just if we think about our health that way, like it's not a linear thing, even Mm -hmm. though we teach things linear, um, you can be doing little things in all these different areas and they're all interconnected and helping other areas of your health. So like the breath work, the yoga, the body movement, the eating of the nourishing foods, the the downtime um, meditation, it's just all so interconnected. You can't really go wrong. There's not any one place that you need to start for sure. It's not a linear path. Dive in where where you're feeling called to dive in and see what unfolds. Yes. And why do you think it's important for us to be healthy? I am so excited. My husband and I are finally like, we've always been somewhat healthy. We have healthy Mm -hmm. mindsets and we have big dreams too, like hiking big mountains. And it's so exciting when you finally like switch, when that switch flips and you're like, all right, I'm all in, you know, I thought I was healthy before. Now I'm, I'm getting extra healthy. So why do you think it's important? Everybody talks about longevity, like, oh, you want to live so long and you want this, you know, long life. Yes, I think that's important. You're loving life, right? Yes. So for me, it's quality of life. Like I want the adventure. I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. And that makes it all worth it. And I enjoy being healthy. I want to feel good. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help people. I want to pick up my grandkids and be able to be active with them. I just want to keep doing and being, and I certainly don't want to have an extended life where I am kept alive on medications or machines or anything of the sort. I I really want that quality. I want the health span rather than just the quote unquote lifespan. Yeah, absolutely. You just nailed it. Let's close it out. So what's something that you do every single day to set yourself up for success so you can show up as your best? I would say, you know, every morning, that is my quiet time. I am my best in the morning. I That's my focus time. So I get up, I make my tea or my coffee. 
I sit down, I do a little meditation, and then I give myself a good 30 minutes of just reading whatever inspires me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's a book about a certain hiking trail, but just reading things that inspire me or that grow my, my brain and my mindset and my knowledge base. I love that. So I kind of set my morning up where I have a solid hour of just whatever I want to do. It's very quiet, focused time. And then I jump right into my exercise or whatever. But I think allowing that time. I don't do well if it's uh, get out of bed and start the day. I need that. That's great. I've been meditating most mornings as well. And yeah, it Mm -hmm. just sets your day up differently. It really does. Yeah. Okay. Well, where can we find you? You talked about your course and I think this course sounds great. Like I want to take it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm on Instagram at seek nourishment and then the other nutritionists and I have your real food RX and that's on Instagram as well. We're working on building our website. So we'll advertise our next courses and stuff on Instagram. Um, And then I have seeknourishment.com, which is in progress, Instagram, Facebook, and my website would be the best places to get a hold of me or email. You can always email me at Aaron at seeknourishment.com. Perfect. Thank you. I know everyone is going to be rushing to you. All right, Erin. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate all the information that you shared with us today. For sure. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. And best of luck. And I can't wait to hear about your trip to Peru and your hike to Mount Whitney. Yay. Thank you. Yes. That was such a treat to chat with Erin about all things health and wellness. Here are the top three takeaways. One, in order to have better gut health before you eat, Slow down and take several long breaths. This will tell our bodies that it's time for rest and digest and that there is no threat so you can relax. Two, one thing you can do right now to get healthier is drink more water and start early in the day. She suggests drinking half our body weight in ounces a day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, drink 75 ounces. And three, One thing that helps her on days when she is feeling unmotivated is knowing that she has her peeps counting on her to show up for the thing like long runs and yoga. So go get yourself an accountability partner and make sure they hold you accountable. Well, that's a wrap. Go check out what Erin has to offer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She is Seek Nourishment. You can also check out her website, seeknourishment.com. Or you can check out her new joint venture with her new partner. You can find them on Instagram at yourrealfoodrx. I guarantee you are going to love learning from Erin. So go check her out. All right. Well, thanks for listening. As always, keep doing things that help you feel in alignment and keep you rising to your full potential. You've got this. I'm cheering you on. Get out there and start drinking more water. Start slowing down when you eat and start getting healthier in mind, body, and spirit. Let's go.